Enter evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have, for the start of 10 November, Nabris. Wolfwam. Yeah, Wolfwam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Mikey. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess we're, this is a little unconventional for our, uh, as some of our episodes tend to be. Um, because we're not really talking about a creepy pasta right now, uh, but we are. It, it's a creepy. It's a creepy folk tale within a video game. Um, that is part of the the the, the niche vember ep- like kind of thing that we're doing this this year. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. As 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 Nabris, as the Nabris event in Warframe comes to an end, this this episode will be posted. So. We're we're gonna talk about the Knights of Nabris. Um and um uh, just like why we're talking about it is because it's like a like we said, it's a creepy uh, it's a creepy spooky folk tale that they put in the game and it kinda comes off as a creepy pasta. So also being gamer really like Warframe. <laughs> yeah. And and Deimos, like Heart of Deimos, my favorite my favorite fucking thing in the game. <laughs> It is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, the, the shred form would be basically it's just Warframe's equivalent of Halloween. Yeah, it's basically yeah, it's it's every and every game Warframe does every M- every MMO does this. Like they have like a Halloween event or a Christmas event. Like Warframe has Tenobomb, I think is next is next month. Yeah, um, which is like a Christmas sort of celebration. <laughs> I don't, um, actually don't think they have any lore behind that. At least not that I've read up. Hmm. Interesting. I might have to do that. Anyways, yes. yeah, it's probably so, and not yeah, creepy, since, so it's like, not going to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, I mean, maybe I, I did like I did like somebody like did like uh, the the nightmare before uh, the what was it the nightmare before Tenobomb? <laughs> yes, uh, somebody made like a poster of Na- for Nabris. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, we should go. We should dive into what Nabris is and stuff like that, and maybe also as a little bit what Demos. But first, Nabris. So. Um, yeah, it's a Halloween event in in game. You go to you go to uh, Deimos, the, uh, the the moon of Mars uh, that has been horribly infested with like biomatter and like alien shit. And um, there's a family there called the Entrati, and their grandmother. They're they're rather eccentric, um, ha- like human alien creatures or beings um, who are trying to keep the infestation on Deimos under control and such. They're also half infested themselves. Um, yes, exactly, and they're like kind of a horror wholesome family. <laughs> like the, we, I could talk about like like the the, the Entrati are like basically the Adams family. <laughs> yeah, basically. But um, if all the Adams family were like infestedly planted into the ground, yes, and, like connected through like a, I, the, I'm the, assuming like a root system. Yeah, like the creepy like flesh root system. <laughs> Yeah, um, of the environment, which is also God, all flesh. I fucking flesh love game. it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like I have had two moments in 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 MMOs and video and like and like large scale video games like this where I have done. I'm home. <laughs> the first one was in Secret World Legends when I first jumped into like new the New England area and it's like zombies, 
Lovecraftian horrors, New England horror, like Stephen King and Lovecraft and all that kind of all that kind of jazz, and and Norse like monsters. And I'm just like, I'm home. Yes. <laughs> and I had the exact same reaction when I landed in the heart of Deimos on the Cambian or the Cambian drift. And I'm just like this horrible like flesh scape of like alien biomatter and like a creepy but charming little like like weird family um that you can like basically be, get rep enough to like basically become part of the family like in terms of rep and such um just like the 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 eerie atmosphere of that world and the score that reminds me vaguely of the predator movies like the original predator movie scores yeah and i'm just like exact same reaction as i walk as as i fly around deimos i'm just like home <laughs> <laughs> I this this could just be the whole game, <laughs> like just on this world. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and they just made it better when they did the the Knights of Nabaris, um, uh event for Halloween uh, for October, which is uh, we'll dive into it. Uh, so so you go to you go to Damien, you look at Damien, you go to Deimos, and you talk to grandmother, um, and she tells you this, or you you get like a uh, you get like a a mobile, like a creepy mobile of these like horribly like mangled human beings <laughs> um and by using this mobile uh in game um it it kind of cuts to a cutscene i believe of yeah. of granny um telling you the story of these uh orican uh and and this and this this tale of nabaris so uh yeah a long ago in the orican days which is like the ancient days of like the high tech and high advanced civilization with the rulers and the who ruled over the the regular humans and shit um mm -hmm. the orican in their arrogance they made a holiday to spit at death because they could they they basically were immortal because they used this kuva um uh resource that allowed them to transfer their minds to fresher and less like decayed or rotten bodies so sort of like a transhumanity sort of thing going on they're just like oh my old body's kind of like wearing out better switch to a new one <laughs> um so yeah they kind of spit at death and disease and whatnot so they're just like well fuck it let's just m make a holiday about that and just celebrate like and make a mockery of death in this holiday uh, so that's kind of how nabris got started um and like again like it was a time of dressing up uh in macabre outfits and masks and costumes and such and these three orican we're having none of it. They were completely like they were. They were the decadent of the decadent of the Orican. They were like, oh, costumes. That's so chill. That's for children. Um, we gotta do something like really out there to pr uh, as a prank to like really shock people. So they they went off. They went off and um and snatched up three Ostrons, which are the the human servitors of the of the Orican at the time. And they proceeded to like twist and meld and blend them and like strip flesh from them and like insert glass shards into them and make them horrible, horrendous um uh mockeries of human shapes. Like and then they used the blue kuva, which was a uh, is a lot would allow them to temporarily switch their minds or or transfer their minds into these bodies so that they would use these horribly like mangled and manipulated bodies that they had taken from these poor people out on the streets of the Orican civilization and wear them like a costume. <laughs> um, and then they, they go off into the, um, uh, into the, into the streets 
um, gleefully scaring the shit out of everyone. Um, and like thinking that, like, oh, this is like the best prank ever. Like, well, this will make this will bring our names into the history books for uh, in of the court for such a a prank that we've pulled here. And so yeah, they go off in these mangled bodies and such. And little did they know that there was an Ostron w- girl hiding in their in their chambers, watching all this, and apparently knew the ways of the Orokin. Um, and she went in and slipped into a spot or into a into an alcove that she was not supposed to be in, grabbed the red kuva, which would permanently tra- keep their minds transferred into these new bodies. And forced it down the throats of the old Orican bodies so that they could not switch back. Um, and so the night went on, and then she she left. She like gleefully like left and skated off, uh, never to be seen again. So then the whole night, like people were screaming and like freaking out over these uh, these 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 bodies. And then when dawn came and the 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 three Orican returned to their their their, their home. They were the ones screaming because they could never leave these horrid, wretched, manipulated bodies that they had created for themselves. Um, sort of a, a, a tale of hubris um, for the Orokin. So that's basically the, the story is um, it's sort of like it, it leaves off with like, listen carefully, Tenno, and beware if you hear like a raspy whispering or the 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 scuttle buttle or uh, or like the sniffing and and clacking that's probably these the these poor orokin still out there roaming the night <laughs> and then it ends with happy nabris so mm-hmm. um yeah that's basically the tale um it's in it's in game uh, you can also go to the warframe fandom we- uh wiki where it has like the whole details of of nabris the event and also the folk tale is all transcripted there um, so you can either check out the, the 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 videos on YouTube or like go in game because again it's a free to play game. Why don't you play Warframe? <laughs> yeah. um, I say as like somebody who like hated Warframe for like the longest time. <laughs> it's fine. Like, you came around. Like, like man, I re- like I was I've been editing some episodes for One Less Die. Uh, mm-hmm. plug, 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 plug for our sister podcast. <laughs> um, and I I was editing an episode of one of our Star Wars games from like 2017 or something like that or like 2016 and i was like adamantly against warframe then <laughs> yeah because like we would show up and we'd be talking about it and you're, and you're not in on it so it bogs you <laughs> yeah now you're in on it so it's fine now exactly um so yeah that's that's basically the 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 whole thing with knights of nabarus at least the tale that is told at nabarus um, so I want to clarify. It yes. doesn't say specifically that the little girl is an Ostron. Oh, it doesn't not? No, it just says little girl. Okay, so sorry. I it could, so could just be, be another Orokin that's being an even more of a prankster. <laughs> well, because it's weird. Yeah, because it, it, um, it says that like she had no, uh, she should not, uh, she was not supposed to know about the um, the I- little ivory door where the red kuva was, uh, or else she'd be glassed for even looking at it. So some, um, but yeah, it does not say that she's a uh, a little Ostron girl. Okay, that's odd. I do have a theory actually about who that who she is, but like we'll we'll get into that in actual thoughts and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, there's no real. 
again, this is not a conventional episode of El Dente Rigmortis because we don't have a grammar inquisition, unless you guys have some kind of grammar inquisition. Yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does, does Mikey? I have one, although it's not really a grammar inquisition per se. Okay. It's more of a language inquisition. Fair. Yeah, I Let's... think two of my three are language-related things, and one okay. is sort of grammar. Oh, in that case, I apologize. Uh, then I guess we'll go on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisition at this point. Okay. <laughs> Love the energy. Yeah. 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 So um, this actually is something that in regards to last week when Review Cultus told us we were doing <clears throat> Knights of Nabris. Um Not knowing what it was at that point, uh, I thought it was Knights with a K. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Is that actually a thing? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Although that could be like, Again, like brainstorming, like creepy pasta stuff. I kind of want that to be a thing now. Is like the Knights of Navarus, like some kind of like creepy haunted like knightdom. <laughs> yep. They go across the origin system on Navarus. Sorry, continue, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. So that that's really my grammar language inquisition was that oh, is, <laughs> is I was wrong, <laughs> and you're and you're calling me out on my on my bullshit. I mean, you sent him an email with a link. I, yeah. I did, I did yeah. send an email out yeah. after we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. full I disclosure. Before that, yeah. Gamer and I are huge fans of Warframe. <laughs> Poor Mikey here has to sit through an entire month of Warframe not having ever played the game. <laughs> it's fine. Because I'm assuming it's fine. Like, what's the difference? Either you read a creepypasta that is in a world that you may or may not fully understand, or you listen to a Warframe creepypasta that is in a world that you may or may not understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's really, like, you're getting the like, the, the regular El Dente Rigor Mortis uh, experience in that you're just kind of, it's kind of the, like, oh, what, what story am I reading today or listening to today? Yeah. <laughs> and talking about. Yeah. Did you find four for this month? or I thought So you I found, oh, again, we're, we're doing Nights of Navarus. And folks, I found two other ones that we could that we can that we're gonna go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've 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 put some calls out on Twitter, like if you know some creepy pastas involving Warframe, let us know. But if I don't find one, we're gonna have to, have to do another talkie episode, like this one, kind of, <laughs> where where we talk about how to use how to make creepy Because like, damn it, if we can't like, there's a surprising, a surprisingly lacking amount of creepypastas that have stemmed from this fandom, and I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah, really. So, yeah, um, that's that's the threat tonight, <laughs> today, is uh, is if we don't get a, um, a third creepypasta involving Warframe, we're just going to talk about how we'd make creepypastas in Warframe <laughs> on, the mm-hmm. fourth, on the fourth week of November. <laughs> so, There's other things we can do, but we'll figure it out. Either yeah. way, we're here where we are now. So. Yes, back to Nebris. Yes, is it my turn? I yes. believe so, yes. Cool. Alright, so um, in a link off of the main page, it just says like Nabarus, because mm-hmm. the, the main page that you linked me to was Knights of Nabarus. It brings you to like a near identical page, but it also has a written transcript of Grandmother's Nabarus tale. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Which is kind of weird. I don't know why there's two that are basically the same page. I think, way. I, I think it, just as a clear, maybe one the first one, like Knights of Nabris is like the uh, the event page, like the page that's just about the event and stuff of like that in game versus 
Nabarus, which is like everything about it. I guess. So it's just basically an exact copy plus a little bit extra. <laughs> I mean, no, maybe. Kind of Either like, way. Yes. Um, but because there is a written transcript of it, there is a slight grammar-ish related thing I can talk about in regards to <laughs> that transcript. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, specifically, uh, the way it's um, like spaced out and everything. Okay. Uh, specifically, when it's talking, when it gets to the point point where they're where grandmother is quoting the different kids. Oh it, yeah, because it says here like uh, now on one very special Nabarus, three pretty Orokin are bored as Orokin often were. Nabarus no longer holds its magic for me. Side one. Masks and costumes are for children, grumbled another. Why follow the crowd, mused the third. Meanwhile, like, that's all in a sentence, like, normal sentence structure. It's not... Yeah, there's no quotes. <laughs> uh, are they quoted, actually? No, no, they aren't. And it's all italics. The entire story's italics. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, they're not quoted. Uh, but main thing I was bringing up is they're not, like... Um, tabbed down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you like, mean. Like, yeah. entered down to have the, the quotes be on their own separate lines, like how normal stories do things. Yeah. It is kind of odd, because, like, yeah, it's paragraphed out, like, the rest of the story is also paragraphed out, like, um, I guess whenever mm. she pauses and such during her her tale, so. Yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. It's just, I feel like because it's quotes... It should be kind of broken up a little bit. At the same time, this is technically dialogue, <laughs> since it was—it's an oral uh, story that's being told to us by mother, by grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way Granny talks. <laughs> Sorry. You're not wrong, but also in the written format, it's just harder to read. That's yeah, all. for sure. I I also stumbled upon it, but I I just kind of brushed past it because mm-hmm. it was dialogue. <laughs> but <clears throat> I mean, I'm just I'm nitpicking here. I'm in the nook. Oh yeah, time. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I. Holy shit! I'm out of the the light. It burns. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Did not expect you to go there. That's fine. <laughs> and then, I got uh, kicked out of the two. nook, so it's like it's all like it's much brighter than inside the nook. Hmm. Indeed. And yeah, uh, my other two are just words I learned, which is yeah. sort of grammarish in a way. I don't know. Did you guys put gra- uh, learned words under actual thoughts or? I didn't learn any new words. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm the, no, 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 no. no. So. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Damn you. Stop throwing words into my mouth. <laughs> I'm not. It's fine. So either yeah. way, I learned a couple words. Um, yeah. Or. One isn't that I learned a word, but I learned a way to use a word. Okay. Down into the streets they went, and they caught three poor Ostrons and bore them back to their gilded halls. Yeah. So bore, B-O-R-E, being Mm -hmm. used as, like, uh, clearing a path through a crowd, I guess, is the closest uh, definition I could find that made sense. Unless they just brought out like a big drill and just like grind. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, wrong system. Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wrong war <more> franchise. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's the Gears of War. Yes. That's the Frames of War. <laughs> yeah. The thing I immediately thought of when I was bringing up the whole drill thing is uh, the South Park episode where they had to make like some oh, zombie vehicle with a huge drill on it. To get past the hippies that were in the... Yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah, the hippie digger. Yeah, That's the hippie digger. Yeah, they had to, to get to the center of the of the of the basically it's like it's like one of those like uh, deep core like like drilling movies yeah. that they made. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, had to God. get to the of, um, just like that event that they were having. I figure it was called. Yeah, it's like, like a hippie stock or something. Like situation. Yeah, exactly. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I assumed like yeah, it's an old Englishy word of saying like kind of like like parting a crowd and getting through a crowd yes. and such. For sure. And the other one was uh, chortled. Yeah, it's a it's a fun that's a fun <laughs> word. <laughs> it is fine costumes we've made. Chortled the three Oregon, which is like laughing in a breathy, gleeful way or like yes. a chuckle. So it's like, uh, what, where is that? Uh, fun, <laughs> fine costumes we've made. <laughs> Like that's yes. chortle to me. Anyways, like that, like to me, it's like I imagine it again, like a old, like old Englishy kind of word. So I'm imagining this like rather like big, like bully. <laughs> yeah, like for that sure, kind yeah. of like chortling to me. Chortle mm-hmm. also sounds like a name that like the Game Grumps would name a Link. Also sounds like a Pokemon, <laughs> like a, like a like does, a new like yeah. like a new like a new evolution for Squirtle. It's like chortle. <laughs> just like a giant like chad version of like a, like a buff version of squirtle is what no yeah. it's, it's the fakemon that you get when you mix a squirtle with with machamp <laughs> it's chortle chortle it's machortle mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like a, a giant beefy body of, of like a, of a machamp but like the squirtle's head <laughs> yeah mm. oh. i actually learned about chortle playing a video game Ooh. oh uh, it's in Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on Game Boy Advance. Hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, think I've, I, don't think, I don't think I've heard of that one. <laughs> uh, well, it's part of the um, RPG series that they did. So there's, um, you might know Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's the third in the series. Oh God! Um, <laughs> so it was, what, oh, like. Like Bowser's Inside Story was the third one, or the yep. what? What's the star one from? The the Superstar Saga is the first one. Oh. Then there's Partners in Time, which okay. is the second one. Then Bowser's oh. Inside Story is the third. I must have completely like skipped over the first one then, because I remember, um, the the time one, and I remember Bowser's Inside Story, but that's about it. Interesting. I never played handhelds, so that's this is all up. over my head. <laughs> the only RPG esque Mario game I know of is Mario RPG. Not Paper Mario. Is that an RPG? Yeah. Yeah, that's the sequel to RPG. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> that's fair. I never played that one, but I know of it. Either way, I feel like we're off topic here. <laughs> we have definitely <laughs> fallen off the rails. <laughs> sorry yeah uh anybody listening to this if you're if you're like mikey and not a warfare fam i'm sorry (laughs) like we are gonna be talking and gushing over warframe for the next four weeks (laughs) probably fine if they need to hear the song just type in rusty finn railjack song yes it's on Bandcamp. 
or on their on the on the YouTube channel if you want to check out that cool video he did with it. Anyway, yeah, Chortle. Yeah, <laughs> Chortle. Yeah, my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> that, that's how I got for Grammar and Yellow. Okay. All right. So then we move on to actual thoughts. Uh, so I've got a couple of comments, uh, a couple a couple of quotes, and some comments, but like also a lot of comments <laughs> just in general. So. <clears throat> Starting with this one here. Um, Long ago in the Orican days, a, a golden people lived in spoiled luxury. If a body wore out, why? They would take the new one, or why they would take a new one as easily as plucking a maprico. Such was the mystery of the Kuva. So, um, this, this is sort of like something me and Gamer have talked about before and off recording, I believe, or even on recording, so, uh, whenever we've had a Warframe creep pasta. I really feel like Warframe would work really well as a setting for the Eclipse phase system. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's all about body swapping, right? Yeah, transhumanity, transhuman horror future where, like, the, the transhumanity isn't the horror, it's, like, all the other shit. <laughs> like, it's transhuman, like transhumanism, in that like you can, uh, your your consciousness is software. You can fix yourself. You can edit yourself. You can uh, switch bodies any which way you want. Um, death is effectively uh, like a very rare occurrence. Like the only way to permanently kill yourself is to erase every known copy of your consciousness. Um, Wait, so you have multiple consciousness? If you get, if you're in a body and you get shot in the head, you're not dead. No, you. So if you get, so uh, the the cool thing about Eclipse Phase is it's a horror game, but it's a horror game with respawns because so like if you're on a mission on like say the moon in like one of the secret tunnels and you're fighting an exurgent threat, which is like a basically an ex-human like horror thing that mutates like uh, flesh and technology and shit. Um, mm -hmm. And you get killed in that, like you, 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 uh, or you get infected. You can just off yourself um, and have your your teammates who have to survive this game or who have to survive that mission roll sand checks because they saw you die. But then when you re when you get back or w when they get back from the mission, they just reinstate you from the from your last save point, basically, <laughs> which is usually before wow. the which is right before the mission. <laughs> Uh, Do in you remember in most what happened during the nope. mission? Nope. <laughs> Only if your your friends. Uh, transmit their memories of the of the event. <laughs> Otherwise, you, it's as if you it's as if you were getting like, all right, guys, we're going on the mission. Wait, you guys already went on the mission? What oh, what happened to to me? And then you roll the sand check. <laughs> Imagine what would happen if every mission that your party goes out on, yeah, all of them die except for one person. Yeah, so they keep having to meet the same person over and over again. Oh, my <laughs> oh hi, what's your name? Oh, fuck that again! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, because they don't save. Like, because yeah, like, uh, yeah, it, it, there's different. Like, you can it, it you you get some choices of like when you save your your consciousness. But yeah, you, there's usually like a consciousness bank or like a like sort of a data bank where like people go to get their minds like um, uh, copied or like transmitted over so that when if they die, they can just reinstate themselves. Um, there's a whole thing on like in the game on like forking yourself. So like basically like like copying and pasting <laughs> your basically copying and pasting your consciousness. And there's like okay. three. There's also three different levels of it. Like there's a beta fork, a data or a, a delta fork, and an alpha fork. Delta is basically like you you strip down your consciousness to its basic, um, like not ba barely a personality, but it's just like kind of like a a servitor sort of a thing. 
not unlike cephalopod or, or cephalons from from warframe um like i'd say a cephalon is probably closer to a beta fork which is like it's got some memories and some personality but like surface level stuff just enough to like so that it's not like a true sentient like yeah. ai kind of thing because that's the other thing in the in, in eclipse phase is like ais like true ais are scary as shit because that's what caused like a huge like cataclysm in the game <laughs> in the setting um so like there's yeah like artificial uh like there's like uh like a bunch of artificial intelligences that aren't like true ai um and then like an an alpha fork is like an exact copy of your consciousness so and, and that can be a fickle thing cuz that's most that's illegal in most most parts of the system um and the reason why is because they the the governments and and whatnot don't want ha- want you having like two or three people that are the same being like with because yeah. they all have the same like like social insurance number or like they they all have the same identity and some of that so like if one causes a crime they're now hunting down like a couple more <laughs> because to find out which one did it mm-hmm. um and there's also like some like some plot threads you can have in that where like your one of your alpha forks is trying to kill off all the other ones to like basically take over the identity so like it, it kind of gets into that fickle line of like which one of you is the real one <laughs> or like if, if, I'm if, a if clone now. A, exactly it's a, it's <laughs> it's the clone situation yeah. um, but with just your mind so like yeah you could be in uh, you can have a delta fork and like slip it into like an octomorph which is like uh basically a, a cybernetically augmented octopus um body um okay. There, again, the game, the system also has like uplifts, where it's like there's a bunch of animals that have been like basically raised to human intelligence. <laughs> so you got octomorphs, you got like um, uh, bird morphs, like avian uh, avian morphs. You got a bunch of other like stuff. Full on bird. It's not like a furry situation. It's, it, it, well, it's um, they they've been given like an extra pair of arms. Like they've been given arms so that they can like grasp things a little bit more and stuff. Like they've oh, been sli- they've been they've been augmented. Uh, and there's even whales and dolphins and. Uh, and um they have legs yeah oh they have robotic legs and stuff like that in in some cases but most of the time those those kind of morphs and those kind of uplifts live in like water biomes like they live in oceanic biomes or even in space because um there's actually a whole like mining prospect thing that's near the sun so there's literally space whales in augmented bodies that can resist like intense heat and radiation just swimming through the uh the corona of the sun (laughs) that's weird (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a really it's a really weird fucked up uh, system, uh, seri- uh like setting. It's really fucking cool. And then there's they throw in like a bunch of more horror stuff, like cosmic horror and stuff, because of a big cataclysm that happened. Again, it's not unlike Warframe. <laughs> like, yeah, like the whole respawn mechanic and everything mm-hmm. that would work really well. Yeah, it's basically like the Kuva <laughs> to a degree. Um, well, it's it's just well, I mean, it's, we're talking about Warframe. It's gonna be spoilers, but it's like yeah. how when you die, I, I guess. That's one uh, we're getting on a tangent here, but I don't give a shit. Tangent police can knock on my door all they want. Um, so clam, <laughs> they just break it. It's Grenier. But no, um, like I don't know what truly would happen in uh in the world of Warframe when your Warframe goes down. In the game, when your Warframe goes down, you can revive yourself in mission four or five times, depending on how you're set up. Base yeah. four times. So I don't know if that's just like in the lore it has inside it there's a um like a, def- like a resuscitator. Uh, like a, yeah. Yeah. I think and, and those I think four times. 
I, I have the books for Eclipse Phase. I don't want to pull them out because they're fucking huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure that's like a Gears thing that you can buy for your... Yeah, that's the other thing about Eclipse Phase. Again, much like Warframe, it's transhumanity in terms of it's like the... Uh, these, the like In terms of the Tenno and the Warframes and stuff. But it's like, yeah, your body is treated as gear. So like you can yeah. and you can and you can upgrade your gear with like items and stuff like that. So you can yeah. There's like a resuscitator. There's actually a, so if you if you uh, there's actually a, a really expensive piece of gear that you can get called a farcaster uh, or like an emergency farcaster. So if you're about to die on mission, you can farcast your your mind out of your body to a uh, to a body bank to get transmitted into a new body um, while you're on mission. But it's again, your 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 teammates are having to roll sand checks because your head just explodes from the from the act of of setting off the farcaster. Wow! <laughs> uh, because it sends like a massive like data pulse from your head. So, <laughs> so. there are sand roll, rolls in that system. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like stability, like it's it's not sanity. It's a little bit more uh, progressive in terms of how sanity works. It's a little bit more like um, it, it's treated a little bit more. Um, uh, nicely or like a little bit more accurately to like that kind of stuff so it's like stress and it's more like combat whatever. stress and not like i'm literally going insane exactly of, and there are yeah. things like in that in the game but it's like it's treated a little bit more accurately than like the original call of cthulhu games and stuff did Fair. um it yeah it's a little bit more um not uh, i guess politically correct is kind of the term but it's a little bit more um it's a little bit more elegant <laughs> in some cases i suppose so. Um, less offensive, maybe, is another yeah, word maybe. I'd use for it. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, that that's just sort of, and that's just wow. This is from like my first like note here. <laughs> it's just like Orkin are basically uh, Eclipse Phase level like transhumanity people that were just like fucking with the flats. Uh, flats yep. being people who don't have cortical stacks in the back of their head and can't just easily download their minds. <laughs> um. So not yeah. Tenno. Yeah, so the Tenno, I would feel, would probably just be like a regular sort of, um, uh, would be like a regular morph kind of character. Um, I, I, there, there, there isn't any like kind of energy to matter transference thing really in the Cliff's Days. It's sort of hard science fiction to a degree, just really far, like future hard science. Um, but again, there's always room for like chain, doing things, like switching things up and such. But yeah, um, yeah, no, the uh, in 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 this in the universe of, of eclipse phase um so there's like people with morphs where and they have like cortical stacks which are basically these like it, almost impossible to destroy like near impossible to destroy um like data drives in the back of your like at the base of your like at the base of your skull that keeps your mind basically like updated and stuff and, and so if you can, the body that gets taken over has these yes um okay. And then there's like the flat morphs, where basically like people are a morph in this in, the, in that setting. So there's flats who don't have cortical stacks. They they're just regular. They're us. They're regular humans with yeah. no augmentations whatsoever. So if they die, they die unless they had a brain scan that like scanned their their brain, and and uh, that's how you could like transfer your mind to like if you if you died. But um, yeah, most flat cultures don't do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they're they're like stuck in the past in terms of like wanting to stay flat so um yeah anyway sorry oh yeah um i i've I've been wanting to kind of like get into it and play uh play in it but it's like it's a bit of a front-loaded system like and the second edition just came out and it's gotten much more streamlined but 
yeah, we'll have to. Lately, all we've been playing is front-loaded shit, like Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Setting yeah. up characters for Mass Effect and Shadowrun are like doing your taxes, as I said. That is true. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I guess you wouldn't be. It wouldn't be uh, any different. <laughs> no. It might be. It might be easier because it is by the guys who left Shadowrun in four after fourth ed to make their own system with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah. Because they didn't like how Shadowrun was going. <laughs> so. One day. One day. We'll try it out. Either mm-hmm. in its own system or maybe in Warframe? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for bringing us back to Warframe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my whole, like, my whole, sh- like, uh, initial comment uh, with the Orkin and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, the Warframe could be easily transferred into Eclipse Phase rules and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so. I do, have, I do have a little bit of notes specifically on the... Uh, a quote that you brought up, so I guess I should chime in here as well. Sure, go for it. Uh, basically just saying, like, the Orkin themselves are kind of creepy mas- creepy pasta material themselves. Yeah. Because, like, even without the story here about anything that's horrific happening, they're blue-skinned, white-eyed humanoids with one arm that's, like, 50% longer than the normal arm for reasons. They're living in a golden age of it's... technology, able to upload their mind to a new body because of mm-hmm. a mysterious liquid they harvest. Like, it's kind of fucked up in itself just them existing yeah they're they're an immortal like overlords basically um yes. like I they're basically starting to chime in there in regards to the arm <laughs> i believe yeah the reason that the one arm is bigger than the other is because um if you're too perfect you're not as beautiful or something like that oh so they, like they that. believe in a they believe in asymmetry like asymmetry yeah, like there has to be a flaw of some kind so the entire and and they're also sheeple apparently because every every uh every fucking orican has that like that like long limbed uh, like uh like that one long limb. So yeah, I wonder if that's just um uh they didn't think ahead when doing the game. Like they just started like when they're making all the new characters, they're just making them all okay. Their right arms a little, little bit longer. And I mean, maybe maybe they're yeah. not all meant to be like that, or just way back when they started doing it. It just it became so popular, and when pe- new pe- new Orkin were being born or whatever, they were also they were being born with it right away. So everyone eventually had it. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see it. Like, yeah, like originally starting off as like kind of a decadent thing where, like, a couple of them started doing it, and then it became a fad that kind of just became then eventually like a signifier of their of their race or culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, what yeah. else would you do? The other arm? You do a leg, and then it's really weird to walk. <laughs> yeah, or like shrink down your legs so you're like kind of like just like it's like the rest of your proportions are normal except for your legs. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I could see that again. I could see like there being like, oh god, can you? Ima- I, I would like to see so. I, I, if that is the case of like, there were like there was a uh, a trend in the Orkin culture in the early days where like it wasn't just the long arm. They had like other like kind of imperfections they did. Like I'd love to see like a a trip back to that time period for a moment, like in a story <laughs> that could be some in- interesting, like body horror sort of thing. Um, I was, I was actually also going to tie, this actually helps tie into my, um, my next note, which was, uh, uh, what you were saying earlier is like the, how the, or the orc in themselves are kind of like, just kind of creepy in themselves. Like even outside of like, of like the, uh, uh, them going down to the streets and stuff like that and picking away people. Um, although that's what I'm about to go into. <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to see like either a slasher flick game, uh, which is slasher flick is a is a kind of RPG game where you can 
basically play as victims in a slasher flick <laughs> and how to deal with the monster or like any kind of like horror game or even like a creepypasta from the perspective of the Ostron um, yeah. who are fleeing from these from uh, fleeing the clutches of these creepy long armed immortal monsters that come down from on high to to snatch them up like they're the uh, uh, and like I would love to see this tale like from the perspective of the or of the Ostron culture like maybe on Cetus in on Earth like how do how do the the Ostrons on in Cetus tell this tale to their children like is it like and then the creepy orchid or the 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 uh, the, uh, uh, the the creepy orchid came down and uh, and like hid in the shadows and snatched up uh, snatched up three three of our three of our people and like just maybe tell it from their perspective like because I imagine that would be a lot more of like a, a creepy invasive sort of tale. <laughs> Um, maybe presenting the Orican as like the boogeyman <laughs> sort of situation. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, like don't like happy Nabris, children, but don't stay, uh, don't uh, don't stray too far from the end of the streets. For maybe uh, wisp, uh, wispy hit, uh, like or um, scuttlebuttle will will snatch you up in an attempt to try and uh, switch bodies with you. <laughs> or or the long limb of the Orican will will come out of the shadows of the alleyway and snatch you up if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Happy Nabra's Day! <laughs> As the child is traumatized. <laughs> yeah. uh, here, have have some sugared maprico. Uh, maprico is like a type of fruit in Warframe yeah. for the non-Warframe people who are listening, and Mikey. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, that's uh, that's my that's the comment there. Um, the next one is. So the, the the description that we get of how the Ostron are like taken in and like m- like mutilated essentially, um, one they peeled like a fruit and decked out with glassy splinters, and his naked jaw went chitter chatter snap, and it echoed all around. Scarlet footprints he left. Another's limbs they twisted and wrenched his neck, and made a bundle of him until he scuttled. Upsy downsy like a horrid crab, with his sockets all empty and his stretched out nose snuffling. The third they pulled thin in hand and foot. She walked spindly wise on long tiptoes like a spider, and her entrails hung delicately down. She whispered, split tongued and hissing as she went. So I got a I got a question about this. Um this might be a, a like a, a nitpick or a loophole. Like I'm, I'm trying to get to the nitpick nook right now. <laughs> no. How are these? Fine. How are these Ostrons still alive, or are they? <laughs> when this is all happening? Um, um, I think they're. Well, they have to be alive because when they swap bodies, they that's what I'm trying to think. Have a functioning body. Also, did they swap bodies, or did they just kind of invade their minds and like, or were the minds removed? Like, because like, why? Like, are the Ostron now in the slumbering Orican bodies? Um, it doesn't really say. It it doesn't at all. <laughs> so that's what what I honestly assumed happened is when they grabbed them and uh, basically dominated their bodies, they killed their actual their minds. Their consciousness is dead. That would be really interesting. Then I think if like if. If it's not simply that, like if it's like they take these these people and like use their advanced Orican technology to like horribly like mutilate them the way they do, um, a story could be really interesting from the perspective of the captured Ostron. <laughs> like, yep. 
and like where like if their consciousness is still there like maybe um when the orcan like maybe they're still like the orcan are kind of like uh, vying in their minds for like supremacy and like since the kuva that they originally took to to temporarily transfer their minds and now they're permanently stuck in there maybe it's like a battle of the mind so like maybe sometimes it's the ostron moving around in the uh in the body and sometimes it's the orcan like so they're sort of like a split personality situation Mm -hmm. or Or a dual mind in there or if they actually do um swap bodies but when they like what they might have done that it didn't elaborate on is like because it said something about um uh well it's one of my notes here uh yeah send for blue kuva and hot lights doesn't specifically say what hot lights means, but that could be something in regards to something to immobilize their bodies. So when the body switch happens, the Ostrons can't control their body. Maybe. Or maybe so the hot lights is the, like how they eradicate the, the consciousness inside. Maybe. But either way, if the the consciousnesses do swap and the Ostron are in the Orkin's bodies, even if the Orkin bodies are put into like a coma during this or whatever. Um, yeah. Then when the the little girl pours the red kuva in their mouths, it locks the uh, the ability to swap back, and then she can wake up the quote unquote orokin, which are now Ostrons in those new bodies. Oh God! So they could still be alive. They could still be out there somewhere. That would that would be really they fucking could be cool. Like if moles like... in the orokin uh, uh, like empire now. Yeah, that or even like. Uh, again, if this is like like fast forward to like the the modern in game day, um, like maybe they are like like they could maybe show up again as Orkin, and it's like yeah, like they've been like hunting down these are uh, like um, these uh, these Ostr- the 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 Orkin that are in their Ostron their old Ostron bodies, um, like sort of like hounding them, like trying to like get rid of them maybe, or or maybe they're just in hiding somewhere in in or in the origin system or somewhere else. <laughs> Or hell, all this shit could be planned. Like yeah. the um, the little girl could be an Ostron sympathizer, and um, mm-hmm. they figured out that the only way to actually get a um, like a proper mole in is to have to basically set it up so these kids, uh, like she whispers uh, ideas to them, and then yeah. they they like fuck it, let's do it, and then they do the body switch thing, and then she locks it. So then okay, now the Ostron are in Orkin society. Yeah, it feels like there's definitely much more of a like a there's a, there's a scheme going on that we're not we're not getting the full details about the scheme. Yeah. <laughs> um uh uh what was what was Lotus's uh original like the the person that Lotus uh, imitated? Malgus? No, or, not Nataz the the, the Vargulus, yeah. What if, what if uh, one of the, the sympath like one of these like Ostron stuck in an Orkin's body? What if that's Margulis the, the whole time? I mean, like, you never know. It could be. The, yeah, like, I, I just I'm, like that would be interesting. Why she I wasn't a freaking asshole like the rest of the Orkin. Yeah, basically. Hey, yeah. man. I mean, the the Atradi are, are are I mean, okay, they're kind of they're weird. They're they're like they're 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 wholesome and and, and like they're wholesome and cute, but only because they're crazy <laughs> or they've been driven yes. mad by the infestation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how nice they were back in the day. Yeah. Like them being infested and messed with actually made them better. Them a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh yeah, for sure I like that idea like yeah, this there's actually like some devious plan 
um, regarding the uh, like the the girl and so. Actually, I guess now might be a good time to just bring up the, the my idea for the like what the girl is, is and such like that. Um, uh, so yeah, like there's uh, the the line at the at near in the story where it's like, but in a high room on in a high room of the tower, the silent girl looked at the faces of the three sleeping Orkin. She went and opened a little ivory door that she was not supposed to know about and drew forth a flask that she would have been glassed for, even looking at. A flask of crimson kuva, the scarlet seal upon continuity, permanent. And she tipped it down three cruel throats. With a little laugh, she went skating away, never to return. So I had this idea, like, like, who is this girl? Um, and I have a little bit of a theory here. Um, because, like, part of me wants this girl to actually, like, r- come back or, like, show up in, like, later Nabarus events or something like that. Like, maybe, like, she's, like, again, I, I just, like, creepy, creepy girls that are just, like, popping up in, in like, horror movies and, like, Halloween things are just, like, or, like, ghost girls or something like that or are a staple in, in Halloween events and such like that. But one idea that came to mind... What is it? What if this is? Uh, what if this little girl, or this this creepy, uh, this this like laughing little girl who skates away? What if it's the OG Yarelli? I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, so for the audience at home and Mikey, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yarelli is a Warframe that is basically like a little like a little skater girl, <laughs> effectively, like uh, sort of like um, it's kind of got the whole like uh. Uh, like magical girl kind of look uh, like kind of uh like aesthetic going um and she like has she was like responsible for like the um or like the inspiration for the uh the vent kids on uh on venus who is where in game you get like all the uh the the kids who like basically they have like hoverboards and stuff like that um so i just had me wondering like what since like that is like like a lot of the warframes and stuff come from the ancient oregon days like what if this was like the original Yurelli? Does it actually say skated away? I'm trying to... It does. It says, with a little laugh, she went skating away, never to return. Hmm. And that, that's what threw me off. I was like, skating away? Like... It's possible. Yeah. Because it Yureli, uh, as well, uh, on top of being like a little magical girl, kind of Warframe, um, one of her like innate moves is that she has a uh, her own like kind of weird tentacled hover uh, hoverboard. So... Um, and again, is it's the inspiration for the vent kids having hoverboards, which they used to like do sick skating tricks on uh, on rails and stuff like that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. also, since I'm since I, I mentioned this in the comment here, like it says like um, that she'd be glassed for even looking at the this flask and stuff like that. I looked up what glassed means, and looking that up, I came. Uh, it links to the the glass maker, a fucking yep. serial killer in Warframe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you were playing like, around then. Yeah, there was a um an event where you actually did like a murder mystery. Yeah, to um, figure out what what the hell was going on. Yeah, and so glass like the reason why it's called the glass maker. So glassing in or- the ancient Oregon days was a form of justice. I do in quotes where they would take a person's mind and digitize them into a servitor AI of of sorts called a cephalon, which is what I brought up earlier when we were talking about close face stuff. Um, like. Seriously, why aren't there more creepypastas coming out of the Warframe fandom? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's, fucked up shit. There's and so the act much of glassing, the, yeah. it, their their body is physically like covered in like pointy glass, and they're basically a statue. 
but their yeah. mind is extracted from their body and so they're into an AI. So it's like they're glass based petrification, like a gorgon or a basilisk, kind of like like petrifying them. Except instead yeah. of stone, they, a stone statue, they become a glass statue, and then mm-hmm. their mind is digitized and and basically shackled. <laughs> Yep, pretty Into much. Servitude. Yeah. yeah. And it's, most of yeah. the time it their mind isn't hundred percent the way it used to be. Yeah, they've been psychosurgery to again um bring up uh eclipse phase, which is a thing you can do in game. Like if you suffered a horrible trauma, you can just have that part that part those memories just like ripped out of your your, your identity. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, again, it becomes like sort of like it's good in some cases, but then people also abuse that. So like, there's like whole things where like, yeah, you've been psychosurgery to like not to to be okay with being enslaved by a corporation or what have you. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's or you've had like it, memories implanted in your mind to um, you've been inceptioned is basically what psychosurgery is. <laughs> like yeah. you've been you've been um, uh, you've been augmented. Your mind has been changed. To fit a different narrative that you would normally ha- you wouldn't normally have, um, that's the horror angle of psychosurgery. <laughs> um, and yeah, cephalons tend to be like like they're they're like they've been like sort of fragmented from their former identities, right? Yeah, or like their old memories are completely suppressed to give them a new purpose, like Ordis. Yeah, yeah. he was originally a um, like a badass orc in like war general that just absolutely fucking killed everything. And then he's been reduced to a, uh, to a, 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 a whimsy little AI that helps the, uh, the Tenno. Yeah. He, he called himself the beast of bones. Yeah. That, yeah, right. That was his name. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was, I, I don't remember specifically why he was glassed, but yeah. And now he's a twitchy, uh, Sometimes just very plain and basic uh, AI friend, and sometimes a a guy that switches to like kill them all, like yeah, during half of his lines, yeah, as his old self kind of peeks in every once in a while. Yeah, his uh, the the shackles are kind of weak a little bit or strained. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, or just like the intensity of his old persona, like they couldn't completely suppress it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like that's again, like there's so much horror, like fruit in in Warframe to pluck from. Yep. Like a Maprico. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know, unfortunately. No. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of them out there. Uh, but uh, I digress. I'll move on. Um, so uh, yeah, we're talking about um, the 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 whole the Ostron. There. Oh yeah. So um. Going back to what I was saying, uh, the 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 whole like description of the creatures or of the of the of the Ostron costumes, um, the I like, it, it references in that uh, the Scarlet uh, footsteps, um, was it? yeah, Scarlet footsteps uh, were left, and in in game when you go to like uh, the daughter who's one of the Entrati, um, she's dressed up like she's costumed up for for Nabris, and she's got like bloody foot handprints all over her, um. And I, I, like I think glass shards that are like stuck onto her body, looking like they're pierced into her. Exactly, yeah. Like she's got like a crown of of glass shards in her hair and such. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The idea, like all all the, uh, I, I think like the bloody ham and footprints, uh, like the clicking and clacking and snapping and the harsh whispering uh, nearby. Like if you're gonna have this as like a either a game or like in a story, um, have those be like signifiers or hints that the um, that the 
the the the uh, the Orkin monsters are in the area. Like they're that's what they've left behind, or like that's like their kind of their their call sign. Yeah. When they're when they're roaming around, like it's like all right, roll roll perception check. Oh, you hear you hear like a horrible like clacking and and, and snapping sound, uh, like mm-hmm. like twigs being snapped, but like sickeningly. Uh, or it's you see <laughs> exactly you see you hear wet snapping sounds, or you you see um uh some uh some fresh uh some fresh handprints on a on a corner of a wall, um and it's like in some fresh red red material you're not sure if it's paint or it smells like iron so it might be blood <laughs> mm-hmm. like that kind of thing or just hear like a horrible whispering sound coming from down that alleyway what do you do <laughs> um and yeah sort of a in a continuation of the orkin version of the story that i brought up earlier like like i would like to hear like an orkin version of the story or sorry an ostron version of the story um yeah, it doesn't really mention what happened to these wicked Orkin. So yeah, maybe they are still out there. Like maybe they're on the dark side of Earth because we never see what happened to North America and South America in in game. Yeah, that's oh. true. Like what? Ha- like maybe there's something. Uh, and now again, in 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 the setting from what I when I was doing a little bit of research the other night, Earth is a toxic planet like to human life. Like even though it's got tr- jungles and and forests like po- like over like over consuming it and stuff like that, and like. The reason why Cetus and the the plains of Eidolon are there in in game is because like the it was the one location that or one of the few locations on Earth that uh, the Ostron could could basically set down and settle. So it was like basically like a, a less toxic than the rest of the world. So maybe there are like patches of the world that are not toxic to human life, but the rest of it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, also, apparently, according to the one image I saw, um, you can see. Quebec, or no, you can see Labrador and Newfoundland, but they are completely coated in ice. <laughs> um, and like even down to like Nova Scotia and New Brunswick area, like that's it's just like there's just snow covering the entire continent there. So maybe they're in some kind of like new glaciers or ice, or like there's a new ice age on that side. But um, yeah, th- yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, there's a dark side of, of Earth. Like they never show North America or South America or barely any of South America. It's just. It's always it's all focused on Africa, Europe, and or Africa and Eurasia, in the um, mm. in the in the in the in the game itself. So, but uh, yeah, no, maybe maybe these these uh, these horribly mutated um, or like horribly mutilated Ostron that with orc in minds, um, those boogeymen are still out there somewhere in the origin system, just like stalking around. Uh, maybe they only maybe they like they're 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 also maybe they're in the void. So like. When Nabris happens, like it weakens, like a rift in the void, and that's what allows them to come back through. So, like it only happens on on uh, at Nabris. Yeah, that's actually a cool way to do it in lore. Yeah, because yeah, the, so for anybody who's who's not into Warframe, the void is this like other dimension of energy and reality and shit that like is very like cosmic horror stuff. Like the whole chains of Harrow comes from it, I believe as well. Uh, where it's like the, there's a man on the uh, man in the wall. Is that what it was? Man in the wall. Yeah. yeah, the man in the wall. Uh, rap tap tap. Seriously, check out Warframe. It's it's really creepy and horror and awesome. <laughs> yeah, if we need another freaking creepy pasta, we can talk about the entirety of the chains of Harrow. We could. Yeah, we could. 
Um, there's a lot that we could talk about, like in in a in a sitting. We could talk about the chains of Harrow. There's we could already talk a about... lot we are talking about. I know. We're not even talking about the story anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Okay. Back to the game. Yeah. So, or back to back to the back to the discussion at hand. So, yeah. The um, yeah. The uh, these cre- Yeah. Again, the the void Nabris like only happens like the the void rift only opens up around Nabris. That's why. Uh, and that's where they're stuck, and then they're they're freed. So it's sort of like a, a curse, kind of pulled through the uh, the weird like magic science that is in Warframe. <laughs> mm. Like it's a curse, but it's actually like a, an anomaly in the in the void. Um, and maybe uh, if you're going to write a story of like maybe like Ostrons being attacked by or being stalked by these boogeymen, these three cre- uh, these three um, monsters. Um, maybe there's a, like a, a girl in the, uh, in the group of the Ostrons that they reminds them of the, 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 the girl that did this to them. So maybe like, that's why they're being targeted. So you could actually have that as part of the mystery is like, why are they targeting us? So, like, why are they going after it? And then like, at the end, it's revealed that they were after her because like, they're after the silent one. Um, like they're after the one that reminds them of the, of the girl that, that screwed them over way yeah. back when. And who knows? Maybe that girl in in the group of Ostron is actually the uh, the girl from the from the story. Like maybe like she's got some weird like um, uh, sh- there's something weird about her. Like allows her to, to live like long enough. Like maybe she's got like Kuva some kind of like Kuva thing going or something. I don't know. Um, again, make it all spooky and stuff like that. <laughs> make it all spooky and shit. <laughs> yep. Um. And I think, hang on, what else do I have here? Oh yeah, they, um, also like just regarding like the uh, yeah uh, the 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 three creatures, um, whispery, hispery, um, scuttlebuttle, and um, and chitter chatter snap, which is what grandmother has affectionately nicknamed them all. Um, I love that those are na- like that, that we get those names because <laughs> those sound like perfect names for boogeymen. <laughs> In in, yeah. in in the setting, um, really fun sounding creepy names because it's also a description of how they sound. Exactly, it's very it fits very much well within the uh, the whole like folk tale origin of of this of the story. And I, mm. I honestly think more games like need of Warframe like Warframe definitely needs more of it. Other games could definitely benefit from having folk tales in their story, like in their world building. Uh, in their in their games and stuff yeah. like that, like this. Also, um, again, regarding like the whole like horror sort of inspirations of this thing, the 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 the, the, the look of of these three monsters reminds me heavily of like the Cenobites from Hellraiser, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I, I would not be surprised if that was an inspiration for the um, uh, for the three like mutilated bodies. Because yeah, it's very sure. much like, yeah, like twisting the human form, like ri- like ripping strips of flesh off of it. Like that's basically like Pinhead's like chest has like strips of flesh pinned away from it from the from the muscle tissue and stuff. So, yeah, um, and that's that's most of my actual thoughts <laughs> um, that I've that I've got. So, Mikey, <laughs> how's it going over there, buddy? <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> you following along? Are we describing uh, things well enough? Yeah, for the most part. Although there's still a lot of things that go whoosh. Yeah, cause... yeah, I figured. 
So, so what did you glean as as somebody with fresh eyes and not like really much uh, experience with Warframe? How what what did you get from this? With your actual thoughts? All right. Um, so, well, since uh, we were told this was sort of a gamifying this, yeah. um, I basically boiled down the premise into two things. Uh, one is body snatching yeah uh and the other is essentially doing something that seems like a good idea but ends up not being a good idea at all um time for another good idea bad idea (laughs) (laughs) good idea putting on costumes and masks for for an avarice bad idea taking people from the streets and morphing them into horrible mutilated bodies and then transferring your mind temporarily. <laughs> it just goes on like the whole, like a whole elaborate yeah, like, it story. It just reads the entire story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, body snatching is sort of a, a staple of horror. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that comes to mind a I watched it when it when I was a child. Uh was uh Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yep. Uh there was an episode um I think it was with the chameleons. And yeah, 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 it wasn't um it was identity theft effectively, <laughs> like supernatural yeah. identity theft. Yeah. Well, and basically there's this poem uh bite you once, bite you twice. A little water, pay the price. Um, so basically, what happens is the chameleon bites you once, then bites you a second time, and then uh, because it's bitten you a second time, it sort of shows up as your doppelganger. Yeah. And then it splashes water on you, and then you end up becoming a chameleon, and it basically takes over your life. I remember that. That was actually the Are You Afraid of the Dark that pre, uh, that popped up in Dark Knight Three. I want to say, like when I'm because that's where I remember watching it uh, was like on the Halloween special on YTV. Um, wow, I like I just had like a flash of that <laughs> of that uh, of that Dark Knight uh, like showing. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's. Basically, classic body horror. Yeah. It's something that when you think about it, you go, oh, because something bad happens. Um. Yeah, it's sort of like, like, and I think in, in most cases, like, like the audience knows that this has happened, but the people around the, 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 the people in the circumstances don't know. So it's like, no, it's like sort of like a doomed dread. Like, no, that person's stuck in a chameleon as, as a chameleon and the, Chameleon's now her doppelganger taking over her life. But no one mm. else knows about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I guess it's also kind of like reminiscent of like the Kuva thing too, because it's like a um like they transfer temporarily, but then they in order to seal it, they need to use the Kuva, the red Kuva in order to like make it permanent and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like maybe maybe they found another like found a way so they're like trying to uh they're they're trying to catch another ostron or something like that or a specific type of ostron or human um to to revert to to switch to a new body because they're tired of being the horrible like shambling bodies that they have 
No, I can dig that. That, that would definitely work as either a game kind of idea or even like a creepypasta in itself. Maybe yeah. they have to like hunt down uh, members of their own family, like generations later. Because oh, that's to be of the same blood. Yeah. So then this family has this weird fucked up curse that's like following them around specifically. Yeah. So it's not but even like witnesses, of course. So it's still during the Orican days, like, uh, and it's like a couple of Orican trying to outrun these like horrible monsters. <laughs> I mean, it could be even now, like the descendants of descendants of descendants of the Orican. Because I don't were they all wiped out? I don't, did they mingle with the Ostron or like or like are like are they like did they? I guess I guess some of their genetics are in the Ostron and the other humans of the world. There's been a couple of drops saying that like. The corpus are descendants of the organ. Yeah, that's true. So it's entirely possible that they are. Yeah, and that would <laughs> yeah have a corp have cor- some corpus like trying to yeah that would actually be really in- like entertaining to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I I can dig that. Like, yeah, have like sort of um. They they stumble upon maybe like a corpus group like a corpus ship comes across a um uh, an orican derelict somewhere like near a void rift or something and that's where like the creatures are and like one of them sneaks aboard um and because it senses one of maybe it's uh it's the one that sn- that sniffs around and stuff like that um uh, scuttlebuttle and uh, it it's it can smell its its uh its its um its bloodline maybe. So it's yep. like trying to find that. So, the, so the other the other two are using Scuttlebuttle to like to sniff it out, and then like they're they're they'll like snatch that one away, and like the the other like the Corpus's like friends need to try and like try and stop it, or like they're trying to figure out what's going on. Like it's all happening on their ship, or it's like happening while the ship is docked to the Orkin derelict. Yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see that. Hmm. Hmm. And then what was the the other th- idea you had was the um like well the other thing is also is more of a staple of gaming mm-hmm. uh where it's uh doing something that seems like a good idea but ends up not being a good idea at all. Yeah. Um so the example that I came up with is the D&D example. Um so basically a group of players goes to a town that town has a, a sacrifice that they do every so often. And the adventurers thinking, oh, well, you don't need to sacrifice these people. They interrupt it in some way. <laughs> and, and suddenly they, it becomes... Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they, they save the, the girl or whatever. And then, like, unbeknownst to them, they leave. And then the village ends up having a plague or um, a dragon comes and burns it to the cinders or something because the sacrifice didn't go through. Yeah. Or like the ancient evil that it was quelling has it now rises from the lake. <laughs> yeah. Sort of situation. It, it basically becomes like any, any like, a, like a folk horror <laughs> uh, scenario <laughs> because like folk horrors are always like that, like the wicker man or, um, uh, the ritual <laughs> is one. Um, uh, hell, uh, what's the um, midsummer? Like midsummer, where it's like 
the group the the group of outsiders go comes into this little village and yeah stops the folk folk uh, the the folk festival because they they see that they're about to sacrifice somebody they put a stop to that or they try to and then either the whole town the whole village kind of turns on them and turns makes them the sacrifices or the sacrifice is broken and the ritual is incomplete and the monster comes out <laughs> what be also really interesting is if like so you're a group of of of, of, uh, of adventurers or even investigators in a Call of Cthulhu game, and you 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 happen to you happen upon a village that like weeks before that you they uh, your your characters arrived, another group of adventurers or investigators showed up and fucked up everything, and so now you're basically just stumbling into the aftermath. So this and you guys had heard this village was very like polite and very nice and super friendly. And now that because they've had to deal with all this bullshit in the last like week or so, they're now like the exact opposite. Like they're ravenous. They're angry with any outsiders and what and what have you. And it's like complete turnaround. And then you find out because some assholes fucked with their rituals a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, just have I, a campaign based upon following the. Like, two shoe adventures that think they're doing good, and then oh my god, I, I want, uh, damn you, Mikey, I want that <laughs> game. I want to run that now. Just like you're, um, you're the ne'er do wells <laughs> going after, the, trying to go after the do getters. Yeah. <laughs> you're the yeah. do not getters. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, yeah. No, I like that idea. Just like, yeah, the entire campaign where just like every 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 adventure is you just cleaning up the me- you're the cleaners <laughs> of the uh of these assholes that are like just a couple of weeks ahead of you. <laughs> yep. Oh man. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting actually. Yeah. <laughs> It might get infuriating though doing a long campaign of that because the players would be like, "Why the fuck can't we catch them?" <laughs> well, at that point, like at a certain point when they get to that point, we're just like, "All right, so how would you like? What do you want to do?" And it's like, "All right, you know what? No, we're not. We're not going to this village, or we're not going to this next village to clean up." Like, Are you sure? Like it's, it looks pretty bad over there. Like there's there's red smoke coming out of that the, those ruins. It's like no, we're going. We're gonna but pe- beeline past that. We're gonna track down these assholes, and then the game just becomes a tra- like a, like a like you guys are the stalkers hunting down these assholes yeah. at the next at, like trying to catch them at the pass. <laughs> <laughs> it could either be like a, a long form campaign of you just trying to clean up every, somebody's mess every every week or it would be a mini campaign where you get like a, one or two sessions or like one or two adventures of you having to clean up this, these guys mess and then it just becomes a like a uh, sort of a heist game or, or like a uh, an assassination game where you're just trying to like hunt down these assholes like where they are like getting information and like tracking them down and then just like offing them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to stop them. <laughs> yeah. Take some notes for one less die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, those were my two takeaways from this. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I guess that means, uh, Gamer, you're up for your actual thoughts. Okay. Scroll back. Let's scroll up these seven pages. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna load up my second file. 
because the first file was too big. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> had to save it on a different hard drive. Uh, no. <laughs> so, like, right from the get-go of the, the story, it says, would you like to hear a story for Navarus? One that I told my grandchildren when they were small. That, in itself, implies that there are many stories that are told on Navarus. This is just one right. of them. Yep. This isn't the story of Navarus at all. Because they were already celebrating Nabarus. Yeah, Nabarus is the festival that this happens. Yeah, it's like it's like Halloween. Like this is not the st- like, um, like a ghost story that happens on Halloween is not the story of Halloween. No. It is one tale on Nabarus. Yeah, I kind of wish grandmother would tell us a new story every year. That would be so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Like it's not. It wouldn't be that hard. I don't think. Um, also, the story. Get the, the one voice actress to read it. Use the oh same animations God. and everything. Just have they different even, things dangling for visual cues. Also, tied into this into like creepypasta stuff. They could even do like a like a contest, like a fan based contest. Of oh like, yeah. Of like Nabarus. Oh like er, te- like tell us your tales of Nabarus and stuff like that. And like w- the winners. Um, the winner fan submission actually becomes canon. Exactly. Yeah. Like they do that in some of the, with some of the art and stuff too. So like. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, because like that's the yeah that's something you point you, that's getting the point out. This story is the folk tale of Nabarus, but it's not actually it's just a tale of from Nabarus or of Nabarus. Not it's like the movie Halloween is a slasher event that happened during Halloween, but it's yeah. not the story of Halloween. Yeah, that's true. as these monsters. <laughs> I guess forever. Like that could yeah, be like totally. why? They're, yeah, honestly, <laughs> no, like that, that could be a name for them. Like the Knights of Nabarus, or Nabarus could be like uh, some other story. Like again, mm-hmm. about the knights with the K mm-hmm. of Nabarus. Yeah, hence like there's just a bunch of like back in the day. Yeah, like a bunch of um, uh, uh, Orokin or like uh, or like some new frame. Maybe uh, so. There's uh, so on Deimos. There's uh, Z- uh, the, the Warframe you can get while what you can collect while you're on Deimos is Zaku, Zaku. which. Yeah. I'm going to point out also is also very monster and horror themed because it is literally a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, <laughs> like it is, good. it is created from the parts of three um, unknown Warframes. Um, mm. So those three Warframes might be the Knights of Deimos <laughs> or the Knights of the Knights of uh, of Nabris. Um And Zaku is like the culmination, like the the sum of all their parts, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that could be like maybe like some that could be a story in itself. Like not somebody... that I'm drawing lines here, but <laughs> yeah. the three Austrian kids that were taken was two boys and a girl, and the uh... oh actually no, now that oh, I remember correctly, the, the three the three concepts for um, uh, Zaku. I think it's actually two females and one male. I thought it was two males. Oh. I might be wrong. I can't. We could quickly look that up. Yeah. Yes, yeah, two females and a male. Okay, um, yeah, it does say like the yeah, and uh, in oh, that that is almost like a missed opportunity though, mm-hmm. uh, because like they came out like Zaku came out or like they could have like had like two female Ostron and one male Ostron for the the Navarus monster for like the uh, the bodies, and uh, that would have tied in with the with the Zaku stuff so well. Fuck. Also, the Ostron aren't Warframes, so <laughs> true. Yeah, that that is also true. But again, like it, it, like. Maybe well, technically they are kind of they kind of are yeah. <laughs> uh, again, going into like the deep cut lore of Warframes and how and, the and, how and everything. Yeah, yeah with sorry, the sa- yeah <laughs> yeah. 
We're just speaking like another language this episode, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it, we might as well have been talking about Shadowrun. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, like the, like I said, like the Knights of of, of Knights of Nabris could be Zaku, like the the three, the three the three frames that were that were um, used to make Zaku or to make Zaku. So yeah, sorry. Continue. Or just though. have that be a different story on Nabris. <laughs> yeah. The grave robbing of the original Zaku. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, so I shall continue. <laughs> yes. So then I got to the line of, they were above petty death, such was their contempt, that they decreed a special day of which to make fun of it. I really like the twist on, like, the Halloween event itself. Not... Halloween for the reasons of like warding off evil spirits and stuff. It's or like to keep anything scary away or whatever. It's just about their to flaunt their superiority over the the lesser people around them. Yeah, it's a it's a time. It's basically like an arrogant. It was it was made. It was uh, born of arrogance. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like an April Fool's Day for them. Yeah, it's like April. Oh god, that's actually pretty cool. April Fools meets Halloween because like also during Halloween, like yeah, it's a time of. Uh, um, wording for me, evil spirits like that's how Sa- uh, Samhain was started and stuff like that, um, which is what Halloween or Halloween became, uh, or Halloween came from. Um, but like nowadays, like again, like one of the big things in modern Halloween like festivities is creating pranks, like trick or treat, like it's the trick of treat. So, like yeah. where you egg somebody's house or you toilet paper somebody's house or something like that. Um, or in this case, you know, you take three Ostron and just <laughs> melt them, rip them apart, and re- reforge them, and then and then go into th- and slip into their cost into their bodies like costumes. <laughs> it seems legit. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a tale of hubris because, like, the Orican are just like they get theirs at the end of the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But moving on, mm-hmm. uh, I get to this quote. Up my kissingtons, my luscious loves, send for blue kuva and hot lights. So I don't fully understand that sentence, to be honest. So, um, like, what's the kissingtons meaning? That, that's basically like, so it's an affectionate term for the other. Like, so this is this is obviously one of the uh, the Orokin talking yeah. and basically telling, like, it's like my uh, like telling his his uh, his or telling their two other friends, like basically like an affectionate nickname for their for their friends, like it's. Sort of a decadent kind of expression. Okay, that's how I kind of I took it as like sort of like an affectionate expression to their uh, their comrades in uh, in pranking. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like an, a word we as humans use because they're creepy, decadent, like high. Like, I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it's not uh, an English word or nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's some organ term that I, we're not aware of. Hmm? But yeah, based on that, yeah, you can assume what it sort of means. Yeah, and also like ties a little bit to grandmother's speech too, because grandmother's like, "Let's have a chin wag," like, like it's sort of that kind of like fancy, fl- like flowery sort of like um, uh, terminology, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And like the hot light, I brought this up before the hot lights. I don't yeah. really know what that means. There was no mention of that really in the story. Yeah. It could be so, like there's some kind of yeah. hot lights could also be like 
they like like bring the hot lights so we can like like look at these bodies that we're about to surgically like change so like we, like bring us like the, the the light above us so that we can like see properly when we're like doing all these horrific oh, things just to these like bodies. entirely mundane like we just yeah. need a bright light so we can do surgery here <laughs> exactly yeah it's, it's basically the surgery lights or like the kind of light the like how like the dentist light like like a like light on, a, on an aperture like closer to your mouth so they can see better yeah <laughs> Like that's what I I think that might also be like that's the more mundane aspect of what that is. It's like bring us the kuva and the hot lights so we can see when we rip these people apart. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense actually. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. And the next one, uh, let us now try them on and visit our friends. What shrieking there there will be? Oh, our names will live forever in the court. Such a prank as this. So. I kind of wonder how normal this sort of thing would be in the Orkin Empire. Like, these were mostly sane Orkin kids, I believe, honestly. Or, like, are they really three messed up kids? Because, like, based on how others react, I think they're pretty fucking normal. I think, think, honestly... There's a quote of one of them responding, saying, as you can imagine, there were many screams and laughs. Such cleverness, such wit. Yeah, everything (laughs) I've... responses. Yeah, everything I've heard, uh, everything I've read upon the Oricon, there is definitely this fucked up, like, decadence culture that is like, no, like, they don't see, uh, I, I have a feeling the majority of the Oricon culture, like, these these tall, blue, like, long, one long-armed, like, beings, I don't think they see the world exactly like regular humans now see it like i don't think they they don't have as much of an as much empathy for like life when you are godlike like immortals (laughs) so yeah i think they've lost like as a culture they've lost a bit of their humanity and their empathy um because like this is like they see the ostron as just a servitor species that they can like toy with and manipulate Mm -hmm. so again like glassing someone like just for like looking at a flask of crimson kuva like seems a little harsh <laughs> yeah that shit's super secret yeah but yeah so i think i think uh, it's probably like let it might be that they are just more fucked up than more most organ but i think it might be like kind of like no this was probably accepted or acceptable like um, uh, acceptable pr- uh, behavior in Orican society because they, it's like they probably saw humans like the the regular humans as just like dogs or like pets, <laughs> mm-hmm. or just playthings kind of thing. Because, again, yeah. So you can continue. <laughs> uh, I mean, the last one that kind of it's been basically spoken of it was in regards to their names. Like, oh, okay. For a little bit of the story, I was like, they don't really have names. And then I realized that it's like, yeah, th- I guess their names are the sounds. Like 100%. That is Especially when <laughs> when Granny confirms it at the end. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The only other two yeah. things I have are kitchen related things. One in, okay, regu- cool. yeah. one in regards to the story and one in regards to like the video game itself. Um, so one way that I'd like to see this explain or expanded upon is like the events are the events that followed the three of them and their lives in their new bodies and like what the fuck have they been doing? Like I'm assuming they're 
like it says they're stuck in them forever, but are they unkillable? Like, do they not die of old age? Yeah, they go nuts and start killing and lashing out at everyone because of this punishment that they put themselves in. Yeah, for sure. Like the orc, and they'd probably banish them because they're all gross and unclean. But they might tolerate them during Navarus or whatever. I again see what I said earlier. Where like they're stuck, they they just were banished to a like a, a some kind of vessel or like a station in the void, and a rift opens up around Navarus that allows them to like kind of get th- like escape through. Yeah. Um. Honestly, that would be a really cool um expansion of of uh, of Navarus like in the years to come. Is have a quest on Nabarus, like that they install or they, they have like a seasonal like quest that pops up or a seasonal mission where the the um they're they're popping up like these three guy these three um uh monsters are popping up across the different landscape locations like they're on um uh they're they're on uh, uh Vorbalis is it Vorbalis in um Orbalis or oh, yeah, or Vallis in a uh, dyslexic on, there a little bit or Vallis on Venus or uh, the Plains of Eidolon in, on, on Earth, or, again, Deimos and what have you. Like, have, like, maybe they're popping up and, like, and make it really creepy. Like, they're, like you're doing missions, suddenly, like, like you hear, like, a, like a whispering sound. You're or like a directly s- into my second note. <laughs> on All right, sorry, I will shut that. up. I will continue. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically just, as the story itself, it could be written further, um having extra tales of what happened when they returned in mm-hmm. like previous Nav or Navarus's uh, that happened after that and yeah. whether or not things went downhill or whatever. And then video game wise, um, when the story dropped like last year is when it first came out, um, I was really hoping to see them as a seasonal enemy spawn. Like you're playing the game yeah. literally anywhere. Like it doesn't even have to be an open plane. It could be a normal, normal mission. And then one, two, or even all three of them spawn, depending on how many people you have in your squad. And they're like, like strong the... as hell. They yeah. have these weird, unique attacks. They're unkillable. But um, when they show up, all you have to do is survive for one minute, at which point they grow tired of you and vanish. Yeah, and they, they just vanish back into a void rift. It's like this, It's like yeah. a much more frequent um, and like festive version of the stalker. Um, and experience? actually... Yeah challenging and worrisome <laughs> and actually cool <laughs> yeah uh, oh fuck you yeah, stalker soccer. fans oh, no. soccer <laughs> he dies so fast oh yeah yeah. yeah i think they need to do more of that because i mean bleeding into chains of hero here but there is an unkillable enemy in the chains of hero quest and it's awesome and i wish it was something that they would um expand upon in the actual game and this sort of thing is something that they could do it in yeah, for sure. No, I think that would definitely uh, digital extremes. If you're listening, ah. first off, hi. <laughs> what, what was that? Ah. Like, yeah, <laughs> as if they're listening. <laughs> also, hi. If yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Literally, expand the uh, expand Nabarus even more. Like, give us more story. Give us more Nabarus stories, and give us this uh, this mission. Okay, goddamn. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I might, fair. I might also actually like. I'll uh, forward this episode, uh, like I'll, I'll on Twitter. I'll like post this episode and then, um, uh, like, uh, reply or uh, reply back. Hashtag or, get to de- ha- yeah, hashtag get to de and and w- the Warframe War, Twitter yeah. feed. See if Rebecca listens to it. Maybe even. <laughs> She'll see. Hi, mm-hmm. Space Mom. <laughs> Hi. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. So, uh, is there anything else then? No, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I think we touched on a lot. <laughs> um, because, like, yeah, like, there's just so much about the about Knights of Dabbers and Deimos and stuff like that. It's just like, ah, uh, thank you, thank Lots you. Lot to talk about. Yeah. Thank you, Digital Extremes, for for giving me the the spookiest and happy Halloweenish like setting in a in in a in this game. I love it. So, um, yeah, I guess this is the final thoughts. Um, I love it. <laughs> play Warframe. <laughs> Should play Warframe specifically for Deimos. <laughs> Yeah, only and, install it on Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, the way you're seeing it. Yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, it's just so fucking good. Like, I'm, I'm probably gonna like at some point, like, uh, by the by the time this gets posted, I will have probably uh, hopped on with you, gamer, and a couple of our friends, and gotten enough uh, mother tokens to acquire all of the stuff that you can get for Nabris. <laughs> oh yeah, like I kind of want that to be my goal. So do it. But. Um, yeah, that's that's my my actual thoughts. Honestly, is like this is really this was a really cool thing that they did for a, a Halloween like event sort of situation. Adding folklore into Warframe has always been amazing. Like at like they, it's not just like they've done Nabra, the the Knights of Nabris, uh like with this thing. They've done um, uh, the even the Ure- like I mentioned Yorelli earlier. They did a fucking like comic um, that like some of the, uh, the 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 vent kids on Venus like have like you like like they they created a comic for it they've done like they've put in like folk songs like the uh the we all live together is like a um like a, a chain gang song um there's uh sleeping uh, in the cold below yeah sleeping in the cold below is a fucking space shanty mm-hmm. <laughs> um and the first one uh was i guess it was yes yeah, the it was there was yeah it was just the the two wasn't it? like there wasn't uh those are the two like lyrical ones, yeah. Yeah, those are lyrical ones, yeah. Like they need to do more of that, like for the game. Like more world building like that is amazing. Like that like and more creepy stuff too, because Warframe is a fucking nightmare. It really is. <laughs> In the best possible way. <laughs> like you've got <laughs> body horror, you've got cosmic horror, you've got psychological horror, you've got like it's all the types of horror in this game in some variety. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so uh, that's my actual thoughts. So, Mikey, the <laughs> how, how you doing over there, buddy? <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> Seems uh, very unfazed. So I guess we're doing our job. I hope so. Uh, again, you... th- there's a lot of whooshing going on here. It's like I'm that in a wind tunnel. <laughs> that is fair. That that is very fair. It, it, we <laughs> we're trying to explain things. It's just. It's in a world that's been in a world that's <laughs> that's been in there like it's been a game for like eight or nine years now. So it's eight or, eight or nine years of content that not all of it is related to Nabarus, but a lot of it is. And, you know, we trying to keep it light on only bringing up the shit that we have to. But eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things mm-hmm. to talk about. Yes. So, from the outsider point of view, what is your your final thoughts on Navarus and the tale? Um, well, my final thoughts on the tale was that it it was a very good uh, horror tale. Um, yeah. Even 
if I know next nothing about Warframe, the whole body swap scenario and the um basically it's kids the kid mentality of like oh yeah let's one up these guys uh, yeah <laughs> so well, yeah they do they definitely come off as like like the 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 kids of like like my dad owns a dealership like we are the elite of the elites <laughs> like do you know who my orkin dad my do you know who my space dad is <laughs> yeah and like i said basically boils down to someone doing something that they think is a good idea and it ends up being a very bad idea uh, and yeah, it's definitely a tale of hubris <laughs> Yeah, so uh, overall, the story was enjoyable. Yay. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad they explained it enough with the story itself that an outsider could fully understand it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. End gamer. Uh, I, don't know, I hate this, man. It's just the worst. <laughs> no, it's, it's fair. That's a fair, it's yeah. a fair cut. Like, I'm, I respect your opinion. I may not uh-huh. disagree. I, I may not agree wrong, with it. But, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I may not agree with it, and you may be wrong, but I, I accept it. <laughs> uh-huh. But no, like I, I freaking love Nabrus is awesome, mm-hmm. and like yes, I am a diehard Warframe fan. I've been playing Warframe more than all of my friends probably combined. Um, I've been playing since way back in like when only PC was a thing. I'm not a founder, but either way, um, but it doesn't mean it gets an auto yes from me. Because I don't recall caring too highly for that first stalker creepypasta that we did. No, no. But then again, that was, was also kind of like a, a... Yeah, it was sort of like a by-the-numbers, like... Oh, no, I'm being stalked by the, by the stalker. in re- For real! No, it wasn't. <laughs> was it not? Okay, sorry, yeah. It's all in the game. It's just the stalker's here. Right. the only guy in the whole level. And then he killed my Warframe. And... <laughs> yeah, it's like... I yeah like I kind of it would have been better if, it, if even if we'd gotten a fucking creepypasta out there somewhere where like the stalker comes into real life and starts stalking the player, yeah. Or like but, somebody plays a chain the chain of Harrow mission and then like they start hearing like as they're walking like through like their school or like down their office building their office hallway they just hear like the the lights all kind of start flickering and then they just hear rap tap tap. Yeah, yeah, just gets in your head. Yeah, like, yeah, it was again. You you've never liked the, the Vigipastas where it's all in game. Like, there's no. Yeah, there has to be some sort threat. of repercussion, you know. Yeah. If you could just like turn the screen off and turn the horror off, that's there's it, there's no real horror there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the same as me just playing Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, okay, there's scary stuff in Resident Evil. I could just turn the screen off though and carry about my day. Alternatively, a a good thing for that would be. Um, so it all happens in game, but the the real horror is that it completely corrupts all of their progress, and they have to restart <laughs> completely to the from the beginning. No, <laughs> that's the worst. Especially for you, like all those hours, those hundreds of hours you've played Warframe. God, zero on that. Yeah, <laughs> all those th- those those thousands of hours of playing yeah. Warframe. God. All gone. Rip. Ugh. But no. Um the story has a getting back on the story. The story yes. has a very like creepily fun aura about it. Partially because of the uh 
delivery that grandmother gives, I guess. But um, and and the the whole retelling of grandmother saying it all is awesome to have it all voiced and everything because they could have just done it simply just by like pasting text in, but they full in had it voiced and everything and it added a lot to it. I think. Yeah. It's like I don't think it would have the same sort of reaction if it was just text. Honestly. No. If it, if it, like yeah, if it had been. Something that some like they they oh you you got this this lore card you can go to their website and check out the lore of the game. Destiny. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, no. If it like the fact that they put that extra effort to actually have somebody read this story in the game, that mm-hmm. it makes it. Yeah, and they added like little sound bits every once in a while on key scenes just to add a little bit more punch. Yeah, and they had the visuals of the monsters there. Uh, it's creepy cutouts in the video to give. So you have something to visualize these creatures as. Mm-hmm. It, the third one wasn't in the video, though, I noticed. It was just the two. The one that had, like, the skin flayed down the front. Huh. Didn't it, it pop just, up at the bottom? There's I one on know. either side, and then there's one that popped up at the bottom. Oh, okay. If it is there, great. I just I didn't notice it. But also, speaking of, I love that they gave us a real-life cutout like blueprint thing that yeah. you can make your own Nabris like mobile at home with the, I, the three monsters. Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of want to do it at some point. Yeah, uh, and, and it's, then, it's, it's good enough to work just with like standard, normal, real boring ass Halloween because it's still a weird, fucked up creature that you can just hang in a window or whatever. And yeah, to those that I, know, great. To those that don't. It's a Halloween decoration, whatever. <laughs> exactly. It, it fits enough like with Halloween that it's it could just be another spooky thing that somebody's done for Halloween. But it's also like people that that know Warframe get it. And yeah. uh, like I, I I saw like an image of it like where like the, somebody like, it's like a a a, um, uh, a hand like an orc in hand like with the strings like where the net where the the the, the mobile goes and stuff like that. And I was like, yep. I kind of want to go to like Spirit of Halloween, find like a severed arm, um, like. Uh, like a severed arm uh, prop, paint it blue, like maybe give it some uh, some black fingernails, like extended fingernails, and like maybe like make it part, like basically make a wall mantle, like a wall, like yep. a wall mount sort of thing, and, and like maybe even get us like get like free three D print each of the, the the different like parts for the mobile, so that's not yep. just paper, like it's actually yeah. something that will will last. Um, God, that would be so fucking cool. Like just have that. And I just have that. I just have that on my wall. Like just yeah. forever. <laughs> Pretty sure last year I saw someone uh, painted their actual hand blue and like and have... a, yeah and that, and like put a, a cutout in a in a wall like a dummy wall and had their hand sticking out holding the uh, with the Nabris mobile stuff like hanging underneath uh, their hand and took a picture of that and it looked like nice. really awesome. I'll have to find that. Yeah. That might be the one I, I saw online. Like I Google imaged like uh, like Nabris and saw that. So yeah, that might be the one. But all in all, um, a full recommendation for me. I do wish they would tell a different Nabris story every year. Not that I hate this one. No, no, no. <laughs> variety would be nice, and it just adds to the lore. And they can like in doing that, they can elaborate and expand on stuff that we still don't really know about the. Uh, Orkin, like put little bits mm-hmm. here and there to answer some questions and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And, and it would definitely added like, the actual monsters as actual creatures that showed up during October. That would be even better. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. 
it would definitely like my uh, my activity of, of on the game from my casual playing of Warframe would definitely spike again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I think all in all, then we all enjoyed Nabarus or the Tale of Nabarus or a Tale of Nabarus, as it is more accurate. Yeah, it's not, it is currently the tale. It's the, but only, yeah. the only one, but it's not the origin tale of, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Digital Extreme, seriously, like consider that uh, that fan fiction, or like that fan made fiction, like folktale contest idea. Like, if you're That'd listening, sweet. Steve, where's my art book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Every year we go to Tentacon. Every year we ask. And, <laughs> and Steve just like, oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, if you're as lost as Mikey is <laughs> with Warframe uh, and want to vent, I mean, I'm sorry. You can leave us a, an email or a comment in the comment section below where it gets posted. Uh, it's also, fine. Install yeah. Warframe, play it for about like 70 hours, and then uh, <laughs> listen to this episode again. You'll understand everything. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um. Yeah, leave us a comment in the comment section below if you feel so inclined. Uh, we we do check them out, and we always love hearing back. Um, if you'd like to send us emails, you can go to eldenterigamortis at gmail.com and send us one there. Um, send us if you ha- if you know of any Warframe creep pastas, even if this is past ten November, like send us your emails, uh, send us your links, send us stories for creepy pastas in general, SCPs, cryptids, all those kind of things. That'd be cool. Um, if you'd like to talk to us on Twitter, we're all on Twitter there. Uh, Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow. Yeah, the Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end because his name is very long. Um, and I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us. No, I already said that. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldenti Rigamoris and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have two dollar and five dollar tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. Uh, for our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. Uh, seriously, thank you guys. Um, and for our listeners and the authors of these stories, well, for, for our listeners and Digital Extremes, uh, thank you immensely, because without your listenership, it'd be like speaking into the void. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> um, and without Digital Extremes, we wouldn't have Wolfwam. Yeah. Uh, and we wouldn't have Nabris. <laughs> what would life be like without Wolfwam? Well, we, yeah, we wouldn't have Nabris. We wouldn't have Deimos. We wouldn't have all the creepy nightmare fuel that they throw into this weird transhumanist sci-fi fantasy epic series that they've made. So thank you. Um, Till next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. The stands are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Happy Nabris. Sleep well.